Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. I am. This is uh, is Chris. Chris is on the line at the moment, this is me. Uh, So I'm not really, I'm not on the line either. I'm on, I'm on the MIC, that's short for microphone. And I am just waiting for Rob to appear in the Zoom call, in the Zoom chat thing. I have sent an invite. And I don't know where he is, but I thought I'd uh, deliver another up the wizard's sleeve. Or I, I'm pretty sure the phrase is uh, "peek behind the wizard's curtain," you know, because of the um, you know Wizard of Oz thing. But um, but Rob's got it in his head. It's the up the wizard's sleeve, and I think that's a sexual thing. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to find out where he is. So hold tight, listeners. Um, I like that when you're, uh, you know, a kind of pilot. Uh, we'll be travelling at uh, forty-five thousand feet, and uh, the weather in San Francisco is uh, cloudy. Anyway, right, give me a moment. I'm going to find out where Rob is, and then we'll be back with the show. Here he is. I found him. Right. Okay. So that was odd because I could sort of hear m- murmurs of you there. But um, it, it, it was just a blank screen, and then all of a sudden, you, your face popped in. So. Uh, yeah, I uh, I did get it wrong to start with and started playing yesterday, last week's audio, but uh, I figured that out as soon as I could hear my voice in my headphones saying something different. <laughs> <laughs> I did this thing the other day. I was um, uh, listening to a recording that I did of me and Charlie, and he says in the recording, Dad. So I'm listening into my headphones, and he says, Dad. And I just took my headphones off. I said, what? <laughs> and he was like, um, no, 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 nothing. But it reminded me of a time, and I laughed about it, and it reminded me of a time when I got a feeling it was Michael Jackson's Bad album that I used to listen to a lot in, in about right. 1988, 89-ish, whenever it was sort of like on cassette. And uh, there's, a, there's a bit in it where somebody just screams out, as far as I'm concerned, Chris, just screams it, Chris, like this. So I would be, every single time, even though I should have learnt my lesson, I would take the headphones off and wait for the second scream of it. Obviously, it never happened because it was on the recording. And then I'd rewind it to hit to, to make sure I'd heard right. When it did it again, I'd take the headphones off. Is that somebody screaming out my name or not? At that point, I was assured that there weren't voices in my head because it happened at exactly the same time. Uh, as well. You know, Charlie Manson used to think the Beatles were sending him those uh, messages in their uh, singing their songs. That's right. Uh, well, isn't the uh, the Helter Skelter? Isn't that right? Allegedly, but I don't know whether that. Was That's just because he quoted time. the song. Well, they did. Have, they did have like things like Helter Skelter written on a, a door of uh, their place, but I think uh, the prosecutor Bugliosi made that. Up. I, don't know how to say, I don't know how to say his name right, but it's B U G L, and so and so. I could, but people call him the Bug, but I, I Bugliosi. <laughs> Um, what, Rush it a bit. What I tell you, what else has been in the news? Talking about the news, um, and I d- yeah. again, I don't usually do this, but I have been finding. I think it might have been because of lockdown that I've been able to scour the internet a little bit more. Well, the other night, uh, I decided to type into YouTube uh, "wedding fights" and just see oh, right. what had happened. Because you always hear. It's, I think it, it might be probably a very British thing, but 
at a wedding, the reception gets a bit leery and a fight breaks out between two meatheads, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or even like the Ro- uh, Romeo and Juliet thing, the Capulets and the Tribbianis. What are they? Capulets and... <laughs> Montagues. Montagues. Montagues, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So it could be warring families, right? That, but, but a wedding... Somehow for... been invited to the wedding. <laughs> exactly. Or the externs. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, so, so yeah. that's what I mean. Right, okay. Now then. Um... At these weddings, um, what you generally find is that a fight has broken out prior to the filming happening. You know, nobody's like anticipating yeah. a fight. So they, they latch <laughs> on to their recording as it's in motion, right? So I saw yeah. this one and it was, uh, I think probably for legal reasons, I'll stay out of where it was because right. there's a reason okay. for that actually. And is that the, the people who were in the fight who caused thousands of pounds worth of damage and injuries, um, sued the hotel for leaking the story. Um, really? Even though it was... The... Well, we better be careful. Yes, exactly. Yeah. However, I think I can talk about the story, which is that there's a wedding fight breaks out, and uh, it looks really nasty, and there's a DJ or somebody over the thing saying, calm down, get the fuck back. If it doesn't concern you, stay away. I thought, well, uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure that that's the right... Maybe everybody get away rather than... If, if, if you're not involved with the fights, yeah. Yeah. Leave, leave the prime combatants, but everybody else get away. So anyway, but that's it. That's all I got. It just looked nasty, but I wanted to know what the hell was. Part of me thought it's probably a family dispute that's been brewing and they've saved it for the big day. Right. Okay. So that's yeah. I wanted to get to the bottom. So I went around the newspapers online to see what this might have been. And I found it. I found the actual report. Well, there was um, anyway. Basically, it was. It turns out, or at least alleged, that one of the people was flirting with the bar staff. Right? Okay, and yeah. got a bit leery. He got called up on it, and then he it went from there. Right. right. So, this is the part of the news story, uh, and I'll read out part of it, which is. Uh, so this is part of the things. Two men, aged in their twenties, were taken to hospital with injuries, while another injured man in his forties chose not to go to hospital despite advice from paramedics. I thought, oh, he, he's probably the one who started it, who just went in with, you know, Biffa Bacon style. But then this line, right, you ready? Um, <laughs> a DJ, <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking, a DJ from Qdos Music later took to Instagram to deny his music played any part in the violence. <laughs> so the reason I found that funny is because that means one of two things. Is that one, it did, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he, he's just covering it up. Or two, um, he's trying to get some sort of uh, motion to like, oh, this guy, it may his music may or may not incite violence. <laughs> Depending <laughs> what sort of evening you exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> it just, I just thought that was brilliant how this whole thing breaks out and the DJ went, it had nothing to do with my music. <laughs> well, haven't have we talked about um, <coughs> <coughs> um, Rumble Rumble by uh, Link Ray? Uh, it was it was a, it was um, it was banned in the fifties uh, because it incited uh, juvenile delinquency. Ooh. But the odd thing about it was it had no lyrics to it. So what was it doing? It was kind it of was, like a. Just it was f- just just a musical song. A mu- just, well, not even a song, no lyrics. But and it was banned for inciting juvenile delinquency. And this is 
based on some sort of stats that came out after it that people had heard it and then went out to cause bother? I think it was based on bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really, it's a really good tune. On, also on this point of fighting, right? I uh, recent, recently, in in my sleep, uh, I've been sort of like punching out, and a uh, couple of times I've punched the uh, chest of drawers, and once <laughs> once I've punched my wife. So <laughs> we now sleep with a a pillow between us, which we call the pillow guard. So that if I do <laughs> strike out, I'm gonna. Rest. So I was telling my doctor this, okay. And uh, so she's, she's written, well, it was a consult, it was a different doctor. And so she's written to my doctor and says, uh, talking about me, uh, he has been restless during the sleep and he has hit his wife as well. So <laughs> <that's> <laughs> it's, that is so taken out of context, isn't it? That they're, they're two I mean, separate things. <laughs> I don't go to the doctors now. <laughs> he's restless in his sleep. And he's smacked and his, he's his wife as well. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing, but under these oh, circumstances... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's appalling. It's a, that I'm is shocked. appalling, that is. Uh, also, did I spot a grammatical error in the first part of that? The, the sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't know whether that was you or the letter. <laughs> No, that's that's I'm gonna do it again. <coughs> that's the letter. <laughs> oh, good. I tell you what, actually, um, I'm in a really good mood, and, and I, I I gotta say, it's lovely to catch up with you, obviously. But this episode is it was a, actually a pleasure, and that's a surprise because I remember watching this back, uh, whenever long ago, and yeah. not really getting into it. I think I think I. Did, wasn't into the lack of action but actually yeah. now I've watched it again and it's a few years later since I've watched it I really enjoyed it yeah it's exactly the same with me because uh, Ellen and I uh, my wife and I we, uh, we watched a lot of these uh, about the first 60 or 70 when we got the uh, DVD stuff and uh, I remembered this one and thought no I'm not keen on that one but Today, yeah, really liked In it. In fact, yeah. it was so much that I was spotting things that I was going from the start. I can't remember why I didn't enjoy this originally. Uh, and it was all the way through. But um, I th- I'm ready to start talking about it. What about you? Yeah, let's do it. Right, okay. We need some music first, so let's do that. Is it called a harmless vanity? Is that right? It is, yeah, a harmless vanity. Okay, that is good because I wrote down a harness vanity. And I just thought... A that, harness? Yeah, a harness. And I thought right. that's got but, to be wrong. 
It'd have to be about horses and stuff then. Yeah. Like one horse that was very, very proud of his harness. And <laughs> his not quite so, nice. so hang on a minute. Actually, because we, we don't often do this, but we, we have done, but we don't often reference the title in things. I like these, uh, have you ever been to, like, well, it's not necessarily when you watch a cinema programme. What are they called? Films. <laughs> <laughs> cinema program right yeah you go to see a film but it could also be like a tv show where the name of the thing is features like in songs the title happens all the time you know there are yeah in fact yeah, it's yeah. great when the title of the song isn't featured right uh, nirvana is, is is a great example of that but um clash training base. yes exactly yeah so the, there's loads of them and i think it's uh it's something now you don't spot so often because you have to spoon feed uh, listeners, don't you? You, you say, yeah, yeah. And like you know, it features this. We, I mean, we don't, but that's that's what the others do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when when uh, when the name of a thing comes up in a film or in a program, you just go, ah, that's why the well, like like it, yeah, or Home Alone. It's like no, 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 he's Home Alone, and you go, ah. Right. You don't ever think that's probably why they named it, but you just enjoy the fact that it was included. Now, yeah. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that I I spot where this. I mean, it wasn't mentioned in it, right? Okay, so spoiler alert. But yeah. I don't yeah. know where this comes from. Maybe we'll have to. Could you? Could we pin that and come back to it? Yeah, I think I think we should. I think we should because I, I I sort of felt it after the after the show, and I thought I'm going to have to get back to talking to Chris before. <laughs> <laughs> Gets out of hand, <laughs> so to speak. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it is. I think it's sort of, sort of there. I mean, last week's pattern of guilt, that was the same. You had to really look for it, didn't you? And, it, yeah. and I think it was the pattern on the trainers, which was, which was a very minor sort no, of side Do thing. you know what I think it is? And uh, it was only when I was editing that back. And by the way, uh, I really enjoyed listening to that back. Um, and thanks to Demo for coming on that show as well. Um, we should. Yeah, it was. We, it was. It was great to to have him on. Yeah, yeah. We we need to do that again. Um, but when, but I feel that the pattern of guilt is that what Egan is doing is replicating the murderer's mo to yeah. to to do his own devices. Right. Okay. Right. And in that, he is replicating the pattern right. of guilt. So, so he's more abstract pattern. Yeah, really, he's or... spotted the pattern. And said, "Oh right, well if I do that, then it, then the blame will just go on the guy who did it originally." Ooh. Yeah, yeah, oh, I do like that. Yeah, and but it's it's a level above that. Yeah, right, I think yeah. so. Well, this one, uh, uh, I, again, I think if we pin and just discuss it afterwards, because I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, right, it begins with the glangs, uh, as usual. And do you know what? This was another occasion. Maybe it's because I'm in a really good mood at the moment, um, but. There was something about today's theme tune. Not that it was any different to what it usually is, but it was just really comforting. There was just something right. really lovely about listening to it back. And I usually, that that's the point when I kind of get my pen, my notepad, get, you know, turn the right page and stuff and have a look at the things on the screen. This time I just relished the music. I was like, I'm just going to take stock of this, what's happening right now. It also made me think about what do you think Ron Granger was thinking of when he wrote that? When they gave him the commission, well, it's a, it, it is a very sort of sensual t- sort of yeah. music, isn't it? Yeah, because there's nothing about this show that says that that actually says it's got to be about evil. But it, it mm. but every episode, it, it it you know you are constantly thinking 
about what where where which direction am I meant to go in, and that yeah, that yeah. music does sort of like it's uh, which. Oh, I think we're both mean? doing shoulders here. <laughs> I, can, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We both swayed our shoulders in time to the imaginary movie. Anyway, so that's when um, that's when the, the the Glangs finish. We're introduced to some names on the screen. One of which is Keith Barron, and I missed everybody else. Well, I tell you what, I I saw in there Colin Farrell. So I'm thinking, oh right, I'll keep an eye out for him. Okay, and what happened with that well, then? Well, it it's more a Colin Farrell than <laughs> Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah, the guy, okay. the guy who plays Dave, the uh, his the husband, man. He's yes. called Colin Farrell. So, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that. Okay. Well, we're going to meet Dave in a, in a moment because uh, the, the first, the opening uh, scene is uh, this. What, what I thought at the, the, when I first saw it was um, a restaurant by the lake, by a lake. Right, but right. now I remember this episode well, and, and I know it was a house, but it did re- remind me of a restaurant that you'd find in a. In lakes or I, I Well, it's a bit like at Centre Parks, isn't it? There's a yes. uh, Huckleberries or something like that, or or even the Mallow Mallow House. Or Those things that are around Peach Mallows. The pancake, the pancake shop. <laughs> pancake. That's the word. Crep pancake. Factory. Yeah. Well, I wrote nice looking huts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something you just shouldn't say to somebody. Or nice looking huts, but but they looked a bit hutty these things. Yeah, they did. It, yeah, it, I. When in the daylight, you know that it's one house, but it looks like it's split over a couple of. I can hear something. Who's gone? Ah, okay. Ah. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, but yeah, it does. It looks, it looks like huts, and I'm yeah. thinking, do, do these exist in, in Norwich? Is Because <laughs> it, it looks really. Nice. I'm pretty much convinced that this is. I mentioned it last time, but I'm pretty much convinced that this is where I, along with a few friends, went to hire a boat uh, oh. and we went down the river now i've got the benefit of google earth i might actually try and have a look at that journey and see whereabouts this house was the, the i don't think there's a dpa on this i don't think those actors and actresses lived inside that house but that house definitely existed right and i think it, i think i know where it existed so i'm going to go find it later yeah well we did that with the friend's house you know in uh, new york when we went over the there. friend's house yeah, you know, you know the exterior shot of oh, in yes, Friends. Yes. Uh, before before we went, and I, this was in the days of video, and so it was really hard to sort of get things spot on for each friends. Yeah. But I kept I kept doing it and found out that the uh, connect the connection it's on the crossroads it's on, and we we went there. Uh, same sort of thing, isn't it? Really, they didn't film it there. Do you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to see it. There's not many locations that Friends had other really, uh, but. You know, Seinfeld do a. There's somebody who runs a Seinfeld tour in New York. Right. So they go around all the bits that were used ex- in exterior shots. I bought a book of the season one and two scripts, I think it was. And it was second hand. I bought it from America. Uh, and you opened it up, and there was a bookmark that somebody had left in it. And the bookmark was a ticket for one of the Seinfeld tours of, oh, wow. of the. This stuff and and um, it was autographed by the per- person who did it, which was a guy called Kenny Kramer, who the character Cosmo Kramer is based on. So it's a really nice fangled way of. I think that I found something of historical importance. But I, we, but I tell we, you what, uh, it, it wouldn't beat finding a Roman horde. I've always wanted <laughs> to find found, a Roman horde. 
We bought Fraser box set, and I've probably mentioned this before, we bought Fraser box set second hand, and uh, in it we found a photograph of the Chippendales, That's presumably right. with the woman who'd, who'd sent it to us. So. I don't remember if you've said it I on like this podcast, that. but I know, you, yeah, yeah, that's a lovely story. And you know what? I've just had a flashback. I think you told me that at Christmas time, because I remember oh. being in your house where the Christmas tree was, well, it wasn't a Christmas tree, it was Jack Sparrow, if I remember rightly. You just decorated, a, a cut yeah. out of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had a six foot Jack Sparrow for Christmas that year. <laughs> but at least we did get it the right way up. <laughs> That's right, because... You didn't, didn't with another Christmas tree, that we was... got the middle section upside down. <laughs> right, we're um... <laughs> half an hour recording. And uh, we're still in the opening scene. <laughs> we've not just we've got got to anything. So what happens then is right. We go inside the house, which is looking out onto the this jetty. What is it? It's, well, it's like river uh, rivers. That, it's, it's, what are they called? Yeah, it's like it's like this is the Norfolk Broads, isn't it? So the so way that the that yeah the, the way that the Norfolk Broads work is there's a house, a garden. The garden runs all the way down to a river. It looks yeah. like it reminds me of those kind of like, kind of like those Holland areas, areas of Holland, I should say. That'd probably be more. It looks really, really nice, doesn't it? Yeah, I, you know. And there's a little boat outside. Um, I mean, that would be really good for a delivery service, wouldn't it? If you had um, like a takeaway on the on the broads. Oh yeah. Broads delivery yeah, you could service. Go go down the river and then like, drop them in. Well, if it was. Something reasonably small, you could fire it with a catapult from, from the boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a pizza, <laughs> or... <laughs> but say something you'd bought a tennis ball. Yeah. That'd be all right. <laughs> so um, you go into this house, and inside the house, there are people um, who I grow to really like. Uh, is Liz? Uh, uh, Liz is a, a woman, and then her husband is called Dave, who sat next to her. And then yeah. across from, from them is uh, Mary, who and they are uh, pissed off <laughs> about about they are, aren't they? I mean, what I what I sort of notice here is it's quite soulful music as as we go into the house. Yes, Perhaps to give an an idea of the atmosphere in there. Well, precisely but, because the first thing I thought was dinner party. Yeah, and, and actually, second... it could have been restaurant music as well. The second thing I thought, though, was that uh, Liz, Dave's wife, looked like Hale and Pace. Not, not both of them, <laughs> but the little one. I that... really like Liz. And at the start, I just didn't get her, but like quickly, yeah. I was starting to really enjoy her, who she was, her character. And, and it, starts, it starts in a moment. They're pissed off about the fact that, oh, by the way, Dave smokes a pipe. And um, in, in the days when you could smoke a pipe in somebody's house, yes, um, you wouldn't dream of it now, would you? <laughs> and not only that, but it's like he's proper showing it off. This pipe smoking, he's like it's on the go <laughs> constantly, and he always seems to be fiddling with it, lighting it, whatever. I mean, it could be a metaphor for his dick. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's his pipe, and um, well, they're uh, they're sat around, and it becomes evident that they're waiting. They're waiting for Mary's George. husband, George, who, um, who... Who is played by Keith Barron. Keith Barron. We don't see him yet, right? They're waiting, obviously. But one thing, one thing about Keith Barron is that he was uh, born, according to you know, online sources, Wikipedia, he was uh, born in Mexborough, which is where I used to work. Really? Yeah. yeah so, it's, uh, so he's yeah. a Doncaster man. 
Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That. Was Duty Free out before this or after this? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. While you do Duty that, when I was yeah. a kid and we used to watch Duty Free and I used to like, yeah. I used to like Keith Barron and I don't know, was her name Linda? Yeah. Right, okay. I used to really like them two and I, I was on their side and it, I thought that the husband and wife of the that they're opposing oh i should really explain that that duty free is all about two couples that go away together and on their time away two of them begin an affair or or maybe Which that is... maybe the affair's already happened but they're going away to continue yeah. the affair and, and... That, and that's keith barron and uh, the person linda who's played by yeah. joanne uh, than something or other, yeah. but it was. It, I'm, I'm going to put that right. I'm not just going to leave that as that. It's just it's a hard name for me to say. It's Joanna van Gisseghem. She did look you a know, bit Swedish. Stood, well, maybe she is. Yeah. Uh, but the, but that came out in 1984. So, so it was after this then. After, right. After this. So, yeah, yeah. but with those, um, and this is interesting because I'm a kid watching this, and I was on the kind of cool couple side. Uh, and I think that's what you were meant to be. I think you were meant to be rooting yeah. for them, and you didn't like the the other people. But you know, the reason why the other people were so grumpy is because they were being cheated on, and they sort yeah, of suspected so sort it. Of... So it's like, who wins in that situation? And actually, if I'd watch it back now, I think Baron was a bit of a bastard, actually. Um, <laughs> but, the character he played. Yeah, obviously. but I sort of get. Yeah. He, he had that. He was, you know, he had that thing about yeah. him that you but just sort right. of enjoyed how, how can that be is that a sign of the time I, it must be but how but you're right how can that be that it was okay to support that yeah um maybe you're right it's probably it's probably just because that was the 80s and it was perfectly fine because oh, we were young and didn't understand stuff or maybe that was it maybe more more yeah. the fact yeah um, anyway, right. So uh, we haven't seen Baron yet, but the, the, they're speculating as to why he's he's not there now. I think what's this is not said, but I think this is quite clear. They all know that he's off gallivanting with somebody, but they're all trying to make excuses for him. Ah, oh, he's got caught in traffic. He's late at work. He has to do this. Yeah. He's got you know. It's it's just a bit much, but it definitely insinuates. No, it's not. Yeah, well, I, I think I think Dave definitely knows and he's doing his best to cover for uh, George. Yes, he's made. and for that reason, so uh, does Liz. I, I sort of get the feeling, though, that Liz uh, is... who I have referred to all the way through in my notes as Halen Pace. I'm trying <laughs> to remember, remember not, to do, not to mention that. See, I think she's giving it a bit of a... A bit of a, she's poking a sore wound or an open yes. wound or a sore point. I think she's trying to make something of it. I don't think she's covering. Mm. I think she's wanting to sort of. She's an instigator. Bring it out. Mm. But the instigator. An, an agent provocateur. Yes, and the instigation comes from booze. And there's no. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's all down to booze, really. Anyway, so, well, one thing that they've uh, revealed here is that it could be down to work because he's got a new job that involves him. Something to do with being on the sea or in boats. So he could be at the coast yeah. selling something to a German. <laughs> I didn't get it all. I didn't quite listen to it all. <laughs> well, he's, he sort of seems to have got a job in boat maintenance or something like that, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, we, we're told, because um, they're saying, oh, he's, no, I think Liz is saying, well, why is that? He's not interested in the sea. But 
his, his mate Dave, he says, "Oh no, he's he is. His uh, his granddad was a sailor. His granddad was I, a I sailor not... and had a uh, boat called Wonderlust." Oh, right. Now, right? I didn't get the boats, no. Yeah, and now I was wondering whether that was a... Because I didn't... You know where you talk about the music in the place? I didn't yeah. know whether it was Klaus Wunderlich. And they were <laughs> and they were having a... Like, a, oh, it's... It's old I'd Wunderlich. I'd be loved by my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the spelling wrong. Or rather, the way you say it wrong as well. Um, so, uh, but anyway, that's... So that's, that's that. And then um, the, Liz says... Ah, she's getting all like boozed up here. She says, "I saw him yeah. at uh, Storm Point." Yeah. Well, that, she, she was looking yeah, she, for fossils. She was out there looking for fossils, wasn't she? Yeah. Which is not she, she... like you know slang for OAPs. Um, she <laughs> she was uh, looking for dinosaurs and stuff with her class. So she's a teacher. If it if she'd not had the class, actually, um, looking for fossils could have been sort of slang for like. Going for a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's you've right. Got, imagine problem. you're yeah. on the beach in a group and, and you say, well, "What have you been doing? I've just been looking for fossils." <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a really good euphemism. <laughs> I like. That. I'm looking for fossils. When we, whenever we're together now, from now on, I just need to go look for some fossils. Who only us two will know, and the twelve people who listen to this. Now, listen. It is a thing. I don't think she needs to have been looking for fossils with her class for this to have been interesting. I love the idea of looking for fossils. And have I ever told you my fossil story? Oh, no. Tell, tell. It's it's quite incredible, right? I was in my back garden, and the people who owned this house beforehand had put, like, whenever they they obviously must have gone to the coast a bit, because they got, like, everywhere dotted around some shells. Nice oyster shells and you know and they're nice they're not it's not like don't like a gift shop it looks nice (laughs) so these are like stuck up in the ground are they like no they're just like plants amongst the pebbles oh right right. yeah so um and uh, we do have a big conch i think that's what it's called well uh we've all got a big conch if you uh, (laughs) were if you you believe it Um, we we have a big conch as well uh, ourselves yes actually and uh so, he... <laughs> so I just, just remember the story. I'll tell you in a minute. So, um, anyway, I was I was doing some work in the garden, and I found this rock there, and I looked uh-huh. at it, and I saw uh, an an anamite. What are they called? An anam an anamite. An ammonite. An ammonite. And well, it was there. It was clear as day. It was like. This is fantastic. I didn't. They're know. like the curly, spirally that's ones. Exactly the one. You know, the classic. When you think fossil, that's what you're getting. At. That's what you imagine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, so I found one. The next time we went to the coast, I remembered the, that incident, and I thought, oh, I bet there's loads of fossils around here. Like for example, I bet this one's a fossil. I picked up a, a rock, and yeah. I turned it over, and it had a fossil on it, and an, another anamite. An anamite, an anamite, man. And I couldn't quite believe it. So I went oh. to go for another. I thought, wow, I've discovered like a dinosaur horde. This is not a Roman horde, but it'll, it's the next best thing. Even older. Even older. And uh, I picked up a dog poo. And, um, oh. it, but it was... Uh, and did that... I gave up the search at that point. I immediately went down <laughs> to the sea, scrubbed my hands. I mean, this was before Corona had kicked in. Uh, but I went mental, and uh, oh, God. it wasn't. Was it... No, it weren't runny. In case you were thinking, oh, right. it was one yeah, of these. That's a... 
it had been there right. a while thing. Yeah. Right. Let me come in on shells, right? Because um, my mum, uh, she had a, a conch, a conch shell. Yeah, and, I think they're uh, conch. She, yeah, she she uh, gave it to us, and then at one at one time we were saying to her that we were thinking of changing things in the garden, and we said, you know, we're thinking of getting rid of that conch shell. And she said, oh, never do that. It's bad luck to get rid, to give somebody a conch shell. I'm thinking, well, what did you give me that for? But on another sort of shell, she she told me the story that she was in bed one night and she needed to go to the toilet, and so rather than go to the toilet, she got uh, a shell from uh, the side butts, the thing in the you know the side in the bedroom, yeah. and had peed in that. But <laughs> it was one of it was one of those abalone shells that have about six or seven holes in them, and so it's been <laughs> stuck like, <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Why she couldn't make it to the toilet, I don't know. She was still relatively young then. It wasn't an age thing. You have to be more than forty. I've um, I've just been trying to work out is what's this? What's this lucky charm, bad luck omen thing? Yeah, if you give away a conch, it's bad luck. Or is it if you give a conch to somebody? It's, yeah, no. If you give away a conch, what about it's bad if, luck. Well, what about if you inherit one at the house you've just moved into? Well, we've we've changed houses since then, and we've brought it with us, and we we have it in our garden. We don't get rid of the thing now. Well, we're both stuck in the same boat with these conscious, mate. I tell you. Right. Okay. I'll have to deal with this. I'll have to deal with this at some point. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this, but I'm going to have to. Anyway, right. Okay. So uh, she sees him at Storm Point looking for fossils. Now, shortly after that, there is a we're seen where Mary is cleaning up. And obviously dinner's finished, and Liz and Dave have decided to go home. And it, it, isn't it at this point that, like, an absolutely massive boat comes into view? Yeah, it's about there. So there, um, it says here, because, um, oh, by the way, Storm Point has been mentioned again, because Dave says, why did you have to mention Storm Point? But yeah, uh, this is where the boat uh, kind of <coughs> silently rolls into the parking space. Um <laughs> Of of the boat, yeah. not of the parking space that Dave's in his car. That's right, yeah. Well, at the same time, Dave and Liz go to their car and Mary is sort of like at the door seeing them to the car. Um, yeah. So, Dave, so uh, what's his name? George is coming in, them yeah. two are going out and Mary is obviously, she's a bit concerned about how the rest of the evening Did you- will go. Did you get the name on the boat? It looked it looked a bit odd. It looked like Toaku or something like that. Did I didn't write it down, but it mainly because I just I didn't know how I was going to pronounce it. And uh, right, I, I'd like. Well, I, I'm dealing with all the odd words. Yeah, today, I would. Aren't I? I wouldn't mind if it was something that made me chuckle or laugh, but I didn't think that that was had any importance yeah. at all. Yeah. Anyway, so it, yeah, if, if it, sorry. If they'd called it Storm Point Adultera, we'd have been getting a bit of an idea. Yeah. Of yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. Well. Um, uh, he gets off the boat and he takes with him a briefcase that he's uh, yeah. holding close to his chest. Ooh. Yeah, it's obviously something that's really important to him. It reminded me a little bit of um, the bag held in by Peter uh, Egan. In, in yeah, by yeah. Peter Egan in the uh, in the pack. I thought exactly because yeah. he's 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 clutching it. It's important. Yeah, exactly that. It's like it's that he he can't risk it being dropped or seen by somebody else. It's that sort of hold, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's maybe we'll come to that in a bit. Perhaps that's one of that's a twist. Maybe what's maybe in the briefcase? Eh? Yeah. Well, let, what I'll say is, uh, 
at this point here, by the way, um, your man runs up to the car. Oh, don't go, don't go. Uh, is have one more drink, and they're like, "No, she's teaching tomorrow. We're off." Oh yeah, by the way, as well, he comes into house. She yeah. says, "So okay, so was it the car?" And he says, "No, it wasn't the car. It was the boat. He'd, he'd been he'd been out on his boat fixing duties to fix obviously to fix one, but found out he'd got a flat battery. He had to stay with it for two hours, and that was that was enough to uh, bring the life back to it, I guess." So that's what's happened. So she's basically, she's calling him out. Okay, what are you late for this time? Now then, again, character building here is we know this isn't the first time it's happened and she's getting tired of it. She yeah. doesn't want to admit it, but with her friends over this time round, I'm thinking to myself, nah, she's now coming to the terms of the fact he's having an affair. She doesn't yeah. want that to be the case, but she, she, there can be no other explanation. That's what she said. So she asked, I think she's come to that view, and I think it's because of the needling of Hale and Pace. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> he, he asks if his dinner's ready, and she says, yeah, it's in the oven, dried up. I'll tell you what, this is an odd bit. Yeah, I'll come to All that in right. a second. But this is an odd bit, because he, he pours himself a drink, and she yeah. moves him, she, she has to navigate around him while, he, while she's tidying up. Now, it's like he's, he's hiding... His front, his chest area. There's no oh. reason for this, but it just feel it felt like he was hiding something physical, not emotional. And I was like, Ooh. well, me, me and uh, me and El, we we do cook a lot uh, together, and uh, we what we call it is the kitchen dance because yeah. we have to move around each other all the time. But you sort of get used to it. Now, wouldn't that be a good routine on Strictly? If the there were the dance. kitchen dance, if you if you somehow negotiate today a way where you never clashed, but you were constantly being busy and you were dancing, oh, I, I'd love to well, see you, that. Well, you carried a hot pan of pasta. But I mean, it would just be a prop for the for oh, BBC, yeah. wouldn't it? They wouldn't. It, on this and this this you know talk about your amazing ammonite, which was right, but. <laughs> I, I picked up. We've got like a one of those like wacky frying pans, so it's a wok but with a handle on, right? Oh yeah, we've got those. And yeah. I picked it. It was full of hot stuff. I picked it up and dropped it, right? But it fell, um, like parallel to to the floor. I'm with you. I caught I caught it by the handle, and uh, lost nothing from it. It was absolutely astonishing. Really? You know, I thought he was going to say yeah. that it dropped. Perfectly parallel to the floor, and as yeah. it hit, the oils went straight up and came and back down. And I with two plates, <laughs> like a Disney cartoon. <laughs> yes, brilliant. But and also, actually, on this on this kitchen point, um, L and I, we it's a hot made, point. Uh, hey, <laughs> we'd uh, we'd made um, some cheese on toast, and one of them was a crust, and one of them wasn't. Now, we tried to be scrupulously fair with each other, <laughs> Ellen and I, so we were saying, well, who's going to have the crust? Cause really yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So we decided to do rock, paper, scissors <laughs> for it. <laughs> and not a word of a lie, we did it six times, and both t every time we both picked the same one. But there in, in the end, we cut it in half. Oh. <laughs> did, you, did you not? You got to a point where you're like, we daren't yeah. break it's this. It's going to be cold if we carry on. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yeah, I I did, I did. I felt no, you've got to stop because if it it'll spoil it. You know? But yeah, there were six of them. So I was quite pleased with that. 
Now then, the, well, surprise. This during the kitchen dance is the point where he says, "I coaxed her home gently," and he says it in right, such yeah. a way that you just went, mm, "It's a bit that, that yeah. sounds sexual." She says, "Then your dinner's in the oven," and but it's dried. It's but it's dried up, yeah, uh, and then it gets put in the bin. I think. Yeah, he, he gets it out of the oven. I I presume to eat it, but uh, she takes it off him and scrapes, scrapes it, it away. Yeah. And, and he tells us he's going to go to Bristol. Uh, on Saturday. He's going yeah. to Bristol on that, Saturday. Now, that that date is important, or the fact that the the next part of... The, the, the majority of the action happens on Saturday, so it was important for us to get to Saturday. But we also know that this isn't tomorrow, because it has to be a school day tomorrow. Oh, so, right. So it's not the next day. Anyway, later on that right. night... She's robed up, so is he, doing the teeth. And um, that's when he says he's going out on Saturday. Uh, oh, yeah. So then this is then it's the um, the next day, I think, or following. Yeah, well, you see, this is, what I, this is what I struggled with, because is it the next day? Because where we go to is uh, presumably the exterior of Halen Pacer's house. And uh, she should be at school, shouldn't she? If, she should uh, be, but she's but hung she's over. Not. And what she's doing, actually, she's wearing a pair of dungarees, not dissimilar to when Hale and Pace do their sort of Rod, Freddie and Jane Yeah, pastiche. the Charlie and Johnny, or whatever it was called, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. I still think it was the next day. Either way, I think you're right. I think the continuity is a bit off. And also, they could have easily got out of it by saying, I've had to phone in sick because my head's fucked. Yeah. Interestingly, what Hale and Pace... Uh, Liz? What's Liz, she's called, yeah. Got, what Hale and Pace is actually doing is fishing <laughs> a tennis ball out of the pool, isn't she? Yeah. Which, presumably, is one that's been delivered by the guy <laughs> on the Norfolk Broad with, <laughs> with the catapult. <laughs> you can see it all coming together at this point. Anyway, she comes over, Mary comes over, she says, what's her name? I'm pre- I'm, I know now. He's having an affair. Yeah. I've accepted it. You just need to tell me what her name is because I know you know. And uh, she explains. I can't remember what she says, but she says it's Dave's. It's Dave's new secretary. Yeah, that Dave being Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah, it's his, it's his secretary. She, it, so, so she wants to know I mean, more about her. And uh, does, is it at this point that she's saying, "Well, she's a lot like like you used to look when you were younger." Yes. Sort of now that's she's also there. important because. It sort of like spurs on um, uh, Mary to change her appearance a bit. Now, we haven't mentioned it prior to this, but it it would be worthwhile noting just before it happens. At the moment, Mary is long, dark hair. It's kind of a bit scraggly, isn't it? It's... Yeah, it is. She's not not kind of... She doesn't really show herself off that much. No, Uh, no, she doesn't. And her hair is in such a way that it's even sort of hiding some of her face as well. So she's clearly got some sort of, uh, what's the word? Um, Insecurities, Uh, I guess. Oh, oh, do you think she's hiding behind the curtains of her hair? Yeah. That that could be a song, couldn't it? Yeah, it reminds me of that Windmills of Your Mind song. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) um, Now... Uh, yeah, so that's so it's it's worth we we haven't mentioned it now, but it is worthwhile mentioning because then it makes more sense about why the fact that she's being it does make sense later on. Doesn't well, it, it does. That's it really thing, does. Yeah. But it, it's 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 more the fact that she's being 
told that, oh, this woman is how you used to look. And yeah. not only that, is that you're doing yourself no favours by sort of hiding whatever natural beauty you've got. Yeah, and she 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 looks a bit a bit uh, scary and and that. Then there's a close up on the wife's face, isn't there? Yeah, and she looks quite sort of scary. I thought. Yeah, I mean, this this uh, something else that uh, talking about scary. I, uh, just this morning, I was setting up the the office for uh, uh, our podcast, and uh, quite because um, Elle helped me out by. Um, Washing my computer and it's destroyed the keyboard. I have to have another one plugged in. Yeah. And uh, so, what often happens when I when I get up off the settee when I've got it down there is I get trapped in one of the loops of the cables and sort of like stumble and swear horribly <laughs> about the fact. And, and so this morning, El was El was in the room. She was behind me. I'd got the camera on, and uh, I said, uh, "These cables are going to be the death of me." And then I sort of looked, and I thought, it, in a Toto thing, that L would be stood there, sort of considering. <laughs> and eventually, was, yeah. I'd be found hung by my own keyboard. You're right, also the fact that the uh, often the answer to a lot of people's uh, questions in Toto is delivered by a well-known phrase or saying. <laughs> it's like, oh, I really want to get rid of him. And then you say, these cables are with the death of me. And it's kind of like the idea music. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so if you do find me, <laughs> just have a think about it. See, see if it looks natural or not. Yeah, as uh, the detectives are walking out the house, were there cables involved? <laughs> anyway, right. Now, next scene, later on. And again, yeah. it's important as to why we've just been told that she doesn't look so good, or rather, that's the that's what she's made to look like. Because now yeah. she's having a sunbed, yeah. And then, <laughs> well, is, is it only the second time? But in the series, but uh, there is definitely an appearance of her breasts. This is a magnificent moment for Toto because it's been so long since we've seen boobs, and it's it's boobs, all right. There's no... You, it's I'm not no, sure it's absolutely necessary for the plot. She then dips herself into a bath. She has a nice long bath. Yeah. Um, and there, there seems to be a sort of strategically placed loofah or something. Yes, there, that's so right, yeah. So you know. And she's wearing one of them robes, uh, towels around her head. That you uh, oh, well, that you get. I really like that, but you can't get away with that unless you're a woman, can you? All got hair I mean, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my hook's still coming on well. I've got it flattened under these. Uh, yeah. Uh, but look, you can see that. You still, you, uh, you've got hair, and that's the key, Rob. And I don't <laughs> have that. Uh, it's ridiculous, really. Anyway, um, now then, um, Mary has proper tarted up. <laughs> <laughs> Mary is proper tarted up, and uh, this is it's um, ex from her house. She runs. She's running into her house, and um, she answers the phone. Now, before we get to the I think, point of the I phone, think, yeah. For our more sensitive listeners, I think I ought to say that what I'd written down was looking glamorous. Yeah, that as well. So she's either tarted up. Oh, well, when I meant tarted up was in a really good way. She she looks right, she's great. Right. She has a proper lovely blonde short eighties haircut, 
looks totally different, doesn't she, it? Actually, you could say that's a different woman. I'm assuming it's not. Uh, no. Th- that would have been a, a bit too much for the budget of Toto. Uh, especially when they blew it all on the boats and the house. <laughs> but anyway, it is the same woman, but she looks completely different. She has now got blonde hair. She's she's looking all glam because she's gone. She's gone play tennis, and she ans- runs in, answers the phone, and she's she doesn't give. This must be Saturday because he's away, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so she says uh, she says to him on the phone. Um, she answers the phone. Oh, hello. Um, did you see your Contessa now? Then what's that? Well, before, well, I'll tell you what I noticed about this, though. She answers the phone, and then we cut to uh, the interior of the person on the phone, but we can only see him from behind there. But it's the barren, isn't it? It's barren. It is, but then we go to another another angle, and we still can't see where he is. Yeah, it's a slow thinking, pan. Is it, yeah, all the while, it's sort of maintaining, maintaining the mystery of who it is. It really but is. Yeah, it, it turns out it's Keith from Mexbro. Yes, and also... Not only is it Keith from Mexborough, but everything about this phone conversation from his point of view, it's like he's in a small room, he's, yeah. he's sort of hunched over, he's got photographs around him. Um, of boats, of, isn't it? He's got his briefcase He's got open, his briefcase open, and uh, in her world, when you cut back to her, Sunny, uh, she's yeah. looking beautiful, big open house. Now, yeah. contrasting worlds, and we've spoke a lot about these... Uh, Kind of juxtapositions in the past. Here's one right yeah. there. Here's one right there. And so I'm thinking the Contessa must be a boat that he's out to fix because that's the sort of thing that people call. It, yeah, boats, it, it? it is. So uh, right, we've we've spoke a bit about him, spoke a bit about her, and then the next scene is a scene at the beach. So this is where um, Mary has arranged with Liz to meet at the beach. With the new George's secretary new, of Dave, yes, Dave. No, no, it's Dave's. No, George. Oh, George's, George's new fling. Yes, uh, who is also Dave's secretary. Yes. So we we never mentioned this actually, but it, it was when it was when she was in Liz's garden that she says, "I want to meet up on Saturday." Yeah, uh, and make point, it happen. If, if you, if when she's in the garden, there's a point where. Uh, Halen Pace is, dre- is dressed as sort of like a painter from the left bank of the Seine. She's sort of got uh, one of those sort of coats that they have. And a sort of oh, nice yes. Uh, and I sort of imagined that. Yeah, yeah that's I, really... I don't know. Yeah, that little... And I'm not even going to say handkerchief. I'm going to say kerchief. <laughs> I'm going to say... I go straight in. But that's it. And actually, now I think about it, I don't believe that that is in the... Um, I don't think that that's in the garden at all. I think this is what I think happens is she decides after this phone call that she wants to meet on Saturday with her and a, a mate and this new girl, right? Yeah. But it's in like a little cafe sort of area. Yeah. That's and that's when and she, she looks says, like well, that thing, and she invite her over, and, and the mate's saying, uh, "Yeah, okay, she, she's bound to come because." Uh, I'm the wife of her boss. They do. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that would sort of make you go along. If, if say, the boss's wife asked you to go somewhere, you wouldn't sort of think, "Well, better out." Even if the boss had said it, I'd be like, "Really? Do I have to?" But the boss's wife, yeah. I'm like, "I can give that a miss. That's for sure. Yeah. No questions asked there." Anyway, so th- that's the point where she finds it. So, so the next scene is the, a, a view from a beach, and it reminded me of that bit from Jaws where they're looking at a crowded beach. 
Yes, um, yeah. They, they look a bit socially distanced, actually, the people on the beach, don't they? Yeah. I think that's because they've not got a lot of extras, and so they sort of spread them out. A bit. Totally agree. And actually, I think that it was probably like huddles of people that they had to, once they'd filmed that scene, move them down the beach a bit. <laughs> so they had to make it... But they, this is a... this is It looks like... Um, like a smallish beach, but it's busy. Yeah. There's a couple of lifeguards on it, isn't there? And, yeah. Uh, and the, actually, they do explain why there needs to be lifeguards in a second, so pin that. But right. um, here we go. There's Mary there. She 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 gets She's in a bikini. Reminded me of that. Filming on cold days, pretending that it's warm, because... Yeah, like they did in, apparently in Gavin and Stacey yes. when they were on the beach at Barry Island. Yeah, which is where... I think what is what happening here because in the background you can see people in shorts but with jumpers on and and yet Mary <laughs> has to be in a bikini because it, it's the narrative of this story. Yeah. But I don't think it's as hot as what they're making out. Yeah, and 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 I, I agree with you in a non sort of sexist way I think <laughs> that, that, we, that we can say she she looks very good, doesn't She's she? She's great. Yeah. Um, now then. As she she spends a bit of time, there's a, there was plenty of time where you didn't have to write anything here and just look. Um, and then walking down the beach, she's she spots... Oh, she didn't actually spot her straight away, but we spot Liz walking alongside a woman who we can only presume is this new girl. And it, yeah. and it is. It absolutely is. And Liz is wearing her hail and paste dungarees again. And she's on the piss. <laughs> is she? Oh yeah, they have a drink of wine, aren't yeah. they? Have we men? Have we mentioned? I think we might have done it because this made me think of a photo I've got of my granddad on the beach, and he's wearing a three-piece suit, but he he does have his uh, <laughs> trouser legs rolled up a little bit towards his ankles. <laughs> have we spoken about? That? I don't think so. That, that, that is apparently what they used to do. I mean, I've watched enough episodes of Hercule Poirot, and yeah. whenever he's on the beach, uh, I mean, he's in his Panama suit. Uh, spats, hat yeah. on, and he's like <laughs> waistcoat. But with Liz is Carol. Carol is um, younger. She's not young. She's younger. She acts younger, but she is. Yeah. She's uh... now an amazing thing happens here, <laughs> because as as uh, Carol takes off a jumper, to she's in a red swimming costume. Yeah. Uh, Mary <laughs> takes off her sunglasses. To, in that kind of like, what the fuck? Like, and it's a really impressive sort of like, I can't, God, she's amazing. But she, I think she's more cross than amazed because this is who her husband's apparently with. Um, anyway, but it, I really like the, I had to rewind it actually because I really liked, I really liked how she just slowly removed the glasses. And it was, um, it, it reminded me of the Diet Coke break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the, the, the Diet Coke man and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I didn't actually rewind here, but there were a couple of times where I did, or where I had to pause it to uh, sort of make my notes. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I like this next I... bit. I paused it here when I wrote, uh, "People in the eighties always had a crazy nip on," <laughs> and also that made me think that maybe having um, some your nips uh, erect. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It it like it were okay, like you just see them and you just go yeah 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 I've got those yeah. And of course, the coldness of the uh, Norwich beach is probably <laughs> something that, uh, that that is adding to that in this case. 
basically, uh, Liz is uh, going into some detail about. Well, she's into. It's, it's almost like she's interviewing the uh, the the new woman, the secretary. She's asking all sorts of things about her, uh, and and sort of looking really quite ice cold in the way that she's looking at her. Very That's unfriendly, right. I yeah, thought. There's a lot of interaction here. There's. Uh, she reveals that she doesn't like kids, only her own. Yeah. And then I wrote, which don't exist, <laughs> because she doesn't have any kids. Well, I, I suppose, like, future kids are a lot easier to deal with than present kids. My non-existent future kids. Yeah, perfectly. Uh, you know, behaviour is ex- uh, exemplary. Now, then they start talking about a boyfriend, and she's criticising... Uh, the, sorry, this is uh, Mary, is criticising this unknown boyfriend, but we know who that boyfriend is. Yeah. yeah because... and, and she's saying, uh, do, do you believe that, uh, that your boyfriend loves her because maybe, maybe loves you because maybe he doesn't, and that's sort of the thing yeah. that people say. And, and at this point, it's, it's divulged by uh, the secretary that uh, her boyfriend works in the boat business. If we haven't mentioned this already... Carol doesn't know that she she might know he's married, but she doesn't know that it's yeah. close to home. No, Hale and Pace says right at the beginning. Yeah, that that's she right. Doesn't know yeah. that she doesn't know that he's married. So when Carol's revealing all of this and she's just quite confident in herself, she doesn't know that she's talking to the wife of. But this is there's no. some strange things that are happening here because next a. <laughs> There's a scene of a binocular. <laughs> the, the scene through some binoculars. Does that make sense? Is yeah. that we're we're yeah. viewing the binocular viewpoint? That's yeah, um... which which and always annoys me because when you see through binoculars on the screen, you sort of see it, and there's a screen a bit like a mask, you know, like a burglar's mask. Yes, it's that sort of shape. It's... Whereas if you actually look through binoculars, you actually see it as round. Because, because it's, it's one hole. Yeah, one, it's, yeah, it's our yeah. one eye that's dealing with two things. That's No, sorry, it's our two eyes, two eyes that's dealing with one thing. So that's what it does, is it crosses over the... the it the ra- becomes a circle. Yeah, the, the, the diameter of the eye. Anyway, so you're right. But that's it, not the oddest thing no, about this. No, it isn't, this. but that's what happens. And then it would reveal the person who was looking through the binoculars is, is the, the milk tray man. Um, it, he's, he's sat in his car, and this maybe this is because it's so cold. He's got a, a full wetsuit on with the hood up, sat in his yes, car. Yes, and he's but it's um like right. It's when you say hood, it's no, it's like a proper wetsuit mask. It's a wetsuit thing. He's yeah, fully it's suited. The helmet of his... You there is this guy. You wouldn't have been able to see this guy. You wouldn't have been able to not see this guy. Let's put it like that. <laughs> You'd be what's that guy doing for a start? He's got a bright yellow kind of Jeep Wrangler style thing. <laughs> so that's the first thing that I'd be spotting. Then I'd be going, why is that guy wearing scuba gear on the cliffs? Why, you know, there's too many questions. Anyway, so, right, the next scene is that um, Mary wants to rub lotion onto uh, Carol. Onto, yes, now, this is yeah, weird yeah. because, one, she knows that this body um, has been touched by her husband. But she's not revealed anything yet, so you'd imagine no. she wants to throttle her, but she doesn't. Yeah, but no, it's it's quite a sensual application. Yeah, I thought, it's it? almost like she sort of really is get, growing to like Carol, yeah. and she appreciates that it's not her fault. 
Um, it, it must that that's the sort of thing that seems to come across, doesn't it? Because, like you know, it is. There's a bit of a sensual nature to it. Uh, I mean, I was once criticised. It was said that I applied some tan lotion to to a person, as though I was rubbing down a horse. <laughs> were, you, were you doing that thing where you are asked to do it and you don't really want to do it so you make a bad job of it and then you're not asked again Is that, was that what it well, was it was uh, it was uh, it was my, my first wife so yeah probably I was doing it that way yeah right so she's rubbing her down and again it's a lovely little moment and you start to just think right okay well there's no antagonism here, right? Nobody's winding anybody yeah. up. She's young. She's a bit annoying at times, but she's young. And I think Mary sees that as well. But that's it. That's pretty much. Yeah. Now, the only thing that's left to clear up then is who's this fucker on the clifftops with binoculars? Um, <laughs> because we see that same shot again. But this time, he closes in on where? And I'm closing in on the oh, microphone. I'm closing. Yeah, I'm close, yeah. closing in on the microphone because I'm closing in on where our sunbathers are sat. And one of them puts an umbrella up and he, he sort of, it seems as though that's the place he's interested in. That is exactly... Not the umbrella, no. but that where it marks out. He is happy that that is his target. So it is a go, I mean, go, go for whatever this kind of... He's going to do with it. Sean Connery and Thunderball is going to do. You know, in fact, it's not really that because he, he was a red suit, wasn't he? Also... That, do you remember Sean Connery and Thunderball? The, the, it, uh, well, uh, yeah, roughly, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the figure that you could get was a uh, was him in a red uh, scuba kit, but it, it would it, yeah. it would cut off at the legs, so it weren't like a full shirt. And I I never quite understood it, but I think I think I get it now. In that James Bondard, so he, st- he, yeah. he does need some scuba kit, but he doesn't need it on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> well you know when when i was watching a, a show i would always be disappointed if somebody was wearing other than black scuba gear because i thought black scuba gear looked the coolest w- w- that's the thing isn't it that's what you would wear yeah there was there was a, a program used to be on called um voyage to the bottom of the sea mm-hmm. and uh and basically it was like star wars underwater star trek underwater wouldn't it they, they yeah. used to but uh, there was somebody on there. I think, I think it was a guy, uh, but he was like a recurring but minor character. And uh, you know, look, looking back now, I think I had a bit of a crush on him. But I didn't really under- <laughs> I, I didn't understand it at the time, but but I really used to like him. <laughs> sort of like there's something about just a being a, an, I call it an asshole with a heart. You know, he's a bit of an arsehole, but, you know, he cares about you, sort of thing. Anyway. I tell you what, I've checked, I've checked who it was that I had the uh, sort of crush on, and it was a guy called Kowalski, which we mentioned, I think it was last week, it's the sort of name yes. of, of a cop, isn't it? Well, well there's a few names, um, but Kachansky, Kachansky yeah. is my go-to, uh, damn it, Kachansky, you know, and... Um, <laughs> It's like that New York, New York, Brooklyn style cop thing. Yeah. So. Well, as we say, they're always having to have their badges and the, 
and the shields back on. <laughs> and yeah, and at some point they'll be grudgingly thrown back to us. Yeah, you'll have to uh, accept my resignation, Sarge, and stuff like this. <laughs> anyway, right, okay. So now then, the relationship is getting a little bit murky. Yeah. Well, what what we do learn around about this point is that um, uh, the secretary, what what's she called? Uh, I Carol. I just keep Carol. The Carol. Uh, lives up at Storm Point because she'd moved there with her family oh, do you uh, know what? some years previous. I've missed that bit. Died. But and her mum and her stayed on at Storm Point. Right. I think it's like a pub or something. Okay, well, I missed that bit and that would have made that Storm Point, the reason why they reacted to Storm Point in that first scene. Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. Okay, that's fine. Right, now I've put here then, um, these two are fabulous women from the 80s uh, in 80s swimming costumes. Uh, so, I'll just put that down. Right, uh, next. Um, the, oh, yeah, more chat about personal life and the boat business. Um, she, oh, yeah, and then she goes off to for a swim. Mm, yeah. Now, She's, there's, a, there's a float out there, isn't there? It's anchored at, out, out at sea. There used to be one of those in Sentai's where I used to go as a child. Well, do you know what? I thought when I saw it, I felt that it was quite an American-looking right. bit of decoration. But I'm guessing it's not. I mean, yeah, I'm guessing. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a good uh, Stephen King short story. I think it's called The Raft, but that's about some uh, teenagers who are trapped in on a raft in the middle of the pond and about a some entity that is uh, that is after him. That, it's, it's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know which one you mean, but I didn't know it was called the raft. So I'm going to pick that one up. Good. Um, oh, well, I was I was dredging through my memory as to what it was called, and that's the best I've come up with. But I think it, I think it's true. This rafty thing, uh, she's going to swim out to, and whilst Carol's like walking down and you you also watch her bum walk away as well and so i think that this is all deliberate from the filmmakers yeah right yeah. um uh liz says to mary what are you planning she says nothing it's all done yeah um i've just remembered something we didn't include earlier on what's that we're in uh keith barron's hotel room yes after yeah. he's finished on the phone to mary yeah yeah. He, they hang up, but then we stay on him a little bit longer, and he gets out a little black book, with and makes another call. And he makes another. Oh, that's your microphone. Mm. He makes another call that we don't hear. Yeah. Uh, we come away from it. So when he just asks for an out for another line, doesn't he? He asks reception for another line. That's right. So he's making a a call. Yeah. yeah. So it, I think it was worthwhile mentioning because I was like at that point I was like. Mm. Does this link back to that scene there? Well, ah. well. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we're going to find out in a bit. So she swims out to the small jetty thing. Yeah, we cut to this sort of like point of view, don't we? Yeah. There's, firstly, there's like really heavy breathing. Yeah. And then there's a point of view of a of a guy. Uh, it will presumably is scuba man, and uh, he sort of is he's float is swimming on the top of the water, but then for some reason, but then he goes under. It goes underneath. And in true sort of English seaside style, the water's all just brown and murky. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't see shit. So then, was, does she was, get? Does she actually get onto the float? She does, doesn't she? Yes, she does. She's on that. So and, and then, does scuba scuba shark pull her off the float? No, I think what you see is <laughs> you see her from a distance, kind of diving in. Ah, oh, right. So we know that she's she's had a little dive. 
She's in yeah. the water now. The next scene is the part where the action begins. Yeah. And so there's like a, an epic struggle, isn't there? With, it, it, uh, it's, between... Yeah. It's, it, we know he's got a breathing equipment, so he's pulling her under. He hasn't bonked her on head or yeah. anything like that. He's just... No, doesn't need to, does he? he just, no. He can just pull her under and he can breathe underwater. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she she won't be able to see him because the water sees so, so she will not know what it is. Now something interesting happens in a moment. I'm j- I'm just wondering if it's here. I just got to go to my notes. But uh, oh yeah, we are given the indication that she's died or she's drowned because we see the well, last she... the last bubbles of air. Yeah, kind of. And and somebody then starts screaming, don't they? And, yeah. Now where uh... is this woman? Because this is this is the bit I was I was going to get to. Is like she sees. She, it's like almost like there's another woman who notices, oh, she's about to jump into the water and notices there's a, there's a woman floating yeah. there. We, we don't see that, actually. But, but she sees does she not see the struggle scream. then? I don't think I mean, so, no. I, I don't know what she sees, but uh, there is this scream and the, um, uh, say the lifeguards hear it. One lifeguard, quite understandably, I thought, runs towards the water. The other one gets on the phone to somebody. Now... Who is he ringing and what is he saying? He doesn't know what's happening. All he's, <laughs> all, all he's heard is a scream. Yes. Is, is, he, is he ringing control? I heard a scream, boss. I'll let you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two things. <laughs> yeah, you'd have thought that the, one of the... like Maybe there's three rules that a lifeguard has to uh, see to. That a phone call isn't going to be one of those, right? I, I, in any case, it would be, you know, deal with the thing. There's two things here. One is that they're listening to action, shitty action music all the time in case this a moment like this happens. And it's not over the top of the action. It is through a radio. It's right. <laughs> okay. And then the second thing is as well, this is hardly attractive swimwear that a, a lifeguard no. would wear. He's got a red, he's got a red t-shirt on and then and like pants. sort of... <laughs> Yeah, it does. It looks like his underwear, doesn't it? Because I, I thought at first it might be um, what did they call them in the eighties, like budgie smugglers? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, name? speedos. But it doesn't even look like that. The, what what Baywatch did for lifeguards is is was was incorrect, right? Okay, because we all thought that oh, that's what they everybody looked nice on that show, but we know that they didn't look exactly like that. But we know that they didn't look like this as well. It's it was there's somewhere in the middle that they look like. Um, Anyway, you know, the, cool, the coolest lifeguard thing, I've, I've, the Australian ones, I think. You know, the, the men yes. lifeguards were Australian. Yeah, with a little with hat, hat <laughs> with a with a hoop on the top, don't they? But and they presumably tie it onto the first man, and then they all stand on the beach in a line, pulling the pulling the rope through the hoops on their head. Is that it, what they do? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. They're all doing that. What they're if they all get yanked off into the sea and they're all? Like... <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that that little hat was uh, for, you know, like a little game. It had Velcro on it, and you throw a tennis ball at it, and they could catch it on their head. You can fire it at them from your catapult. Uh, but no, no, they, they do that. They pass it all through, and it's so I have so not cool. seen that. I might need to yeah. see that then. Anyway, so there's rock music, this, uh, and then you, you see there's not much um, reaction from the beach at this stage. Uh, a no, little no. bit, but not much. But I didn't notice a man watching 
I'm going to call it a portable TV, but it was basically <laughs> just a, a normal-sized tube TV that wheeled down to the, the beach. Those things were incredible. But I, do, I remember when I was going through Argos when I was a kid, going through the Argos catalogue, circling things that you wanted for Christmas and stuff. And yeah. one, on one occasion, I did want a portable TV player, and it was very small sort of in size, but it was... I think you could choose black and white and you could choose colour. And God, the future, man. It's the, and now we're at the future. And uh, it's better than that, isn't it, actually? Uh, yeah. Did, did you get it, by the way? No, did I didn't. It Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I never had a portable TV player. But I, re- I do remember it. And my thought is that it probably wouldn't have worked very well because it still had an antenna on it. It weren't plugged yeah. into it. So I imagine it don't, I don't think it would have worked very well. Unless you no, probably I, lived at, like next door to the BBC or something, maybe maybe <laughs> then you'd have got a good reception. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't one of these. Is it one of these totus where reception is blocked by a church? So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that does so sound, don't stand behind a church with you. Yeah, your that does sound more like the the Church of Protested, doesn't it? It's like they've got the signs <laughs> out. Damn with this sort of thing. Enough of this, yeah. <laughs> Um, steady on. That was the other line. Um, right. So now there's uh, the scream. The lifeguards start running to uh, sexy rock music, and then they pull the 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 bring out Carol from the sea. And we know it's Carol because of her uh, the, the swimming oh, costume. With, yeah, yeah. Only two people attend the lady who's been dragged from the sea. It is Mary and Liz. And I have yeah, a yeah. massive issue with this, not just because of the the line that follows, but if you've just seen somebody come out, I think, regardless of the sensitivity, you will get more people crowding around. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it, it, this is it's quite well. I'll tell the story. But when I was young, we used to go to uh, to the uh, seaside at uh, Bridlington and uh, places like that, Skegness. And uh, we once saw a uh, a kid who'd been um, pulled out of the sea, and uh, and he had effectively drowned. But uh, they uh, they were doing all the compressions on him, you know, like they do on the telly. Yes. And uh, and he and he came back to life. So. <gasps> In front of so, your very eyes. Yeah, but as you're right, there was a huge crowd. There were loads of us gathered oh, around there. Word. I don't know why. It's a pretty grim thing to, to be looking but at, the, isn't it? I think that this, we, we call it car crash, that, that syndrome. Yeah. Of, you see it and you can't turn away. Now, I've got used to it because the thing is, I started to, when I used to drive a lot with work, I mean, uh, we, it doesn't matter how often you drive, does it? You can still see stuff. But when I, I used to end up in a lot of traffic jams, right? Yeah. Coming out of London on the M25, and you would see something at the side of the road, and I would criticise people for looking. So I thought, well, I, yeah, well, that's right. me. I can't, I can't look at these things anymore, right? So I, yeah. I made that decision to do that. So I feel like I'm okay, but I understand it. Now, yeah. on a beach situation, I think what you've got is not only have you got this incident, but I think you've probably got a lot of people who might feel like they can go and help. Yeah, whether they yeah. can or they can't. It's going over to see the situation. Is there anything I can do, right? Yeah. Only yeah. two people attend this scene, and it is our two lead women characters. Yeah. And and uh, Har- Harley and Pace. <laughs> Hale and Pace. 
Palin face, she says uh, she's dead. She, well, she, she first says she was with us, and then she, I mean, she diagnoses it. Uh, she's yeah. dead. Now, I, that is the second problem I have with this. Is First of all, okay, it's good. The information is there. She was with us. So Yeah, that's useful. But then she just announces that she's dead. And I have, again, who's that to, for a start? But also, how does she know? It, well, exactly. I've got the same thing. How does she know? She can't know. She's she's not touching her or anything. She just stood looking at her. Didn't she? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, then the next scene, after all the shock, is the milk tray thunderball man. He uh, gets into his car and drives yeah. off. Yeah. So his job is done. Carol is out of the picture. <laughs> Okay, so next we're back at home and uh, it's still the same day. It's only it must be an hour later or so. She runs home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this, uh, this is not. George... I keep saying Carol. I'm saying Mary. Mary yeah. runs home. And George is there and he's fixing a boat engine. It's only a little boat now. Isn't tinkering. It? I'm saying on. he's tinkering with his Ooh, boat. Yeah. It's the it's the boat that's outside their house and he's. Now the thing is, she runs out and he doesn't. She doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. And he looks up. No, actually, yeah. no, sorry. Excuse me. He doesn't look up. He, do, he knows somebody's there, but he doesn't look all the way up. And he just looks in the reflection of the water and sees who he must realise is now. Shit, that's Mary, but it's not Mary. Because if you remember, Rob, she's gone, done and tarted herself up whilst yeah. he's been away. And so that's what he starts shouting at her, isn't he? He's saying things like, uh, uh, "Why, why you don't have a? Why are you wearing a bikini? You don't have a bikini." And then uh, the classic, "Where's your red swimsuit?" And he shouts it angrily. He does. Now it's at this point that the that was this was the light bulb moment for me. He's given a description, and that per- and what, uh, the only person who would be able to have that description and make the wrong decision, has obviously gone after the, uh, the wrong person. That's so yeah. th- that's it. Cause, and so it's at this point, it makes sense of him saying, she looked, that the woman looks like you when you were younger. Yes. Uh, it, th- that the, the hair and how it's changed, the, the fact that uh, she's wearing the, the red bikini. And yeah. It's it all sort of coalesced to, uh, to make me think, ah... I feel that earlier on in the episode, when Carol comes across uh-huh. with Liz, they yeah. could they could have just for for the sake of uh, twenty or thirty second dialogue, have said, "I oh, the weather's much nicer than I thought it was going to be, and I haven't brought my swim costume." At which point, Liz could uh, Mary could have said, "Oh, don't worry, I've got one." I, I, I've chosen yeah. to wear the bikini today, so but you can wear this red one here. Yeah, and yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Now, I think I don't think that could have been a bit of spoon feeding. I think so. I think so. I think there's a danger of it. You're absolutely right, Rob. At this point, it's kind of like everything slots into place. That he's yeah. given a description to somebody to take out who he thought was Mary, but the description yeah. is now of Carol, and and it's you couldn't even get the two mixed up. It's like which one is it? It's like no, there's only one person who fits that bill. And yep. it is it's Carol. So Carol's been killed incorrectly. Yeah. Well, well, well so, she's always so been killed conclude. incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> but in order to make it a bit clearer, at this point, Scuba Man appears in his uh, in his yellow jeep and drives into the <laughs> open air, 
in his yellow Jeep Wrangler or whatever that thing is, and looking all angry in his suit. And he yeah, says, I've yeah. fucking done the job. Um, <laughs> or whatever he says. It, it, so I was, I was sort of thinking, you know, talk about the spoon feeding thing. Do you think that they uh, shot the thing, shot the, the film, and then thought, oh God, it's not quite obvious enough, we're going to have to change that? We could have worked that out ourselves that. Yeah, the the yeah, implications I mean, of getting the wrong ordering a hitman is one thing. Ordering the hitman to get rid of the wrong person is a second thing. I think we're okay with the fact that we don't need this guy to turn up. Yeah, something else happens here. So not only is he sex, first of all, there's a bit of an argument with the man and the saying you got the wrong woman. Yeah, he goes, no, I followed your your instructions to the letter. You know, and he describes long brown hair, red swim costume. Uh, Swimming, yeah, <laughs> all those things, wherever it was. But then something else happens here, which I think is like if they'd have cut this, I'd have been really disappointed. Is that Mary realizes what's happened? Yes, yeah. A, she doesn't say anything. A reaction shot. She just looks and she realizes, oh shit. Yeah. And she. And that's. There's a wonderful moment where you can... I almost imagine the maths and the algorithms kind of floating around. Coming together. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, so she's got it. And that's the moment of the uh, the bings. The, the, the clangs. Because, and, and the I, clangs. Yeah, and, and I wrote underneath, perfect. Um, I, I thought so as well. Because... Yeah. And I don't know what I didn't like about it. It might have been, as I say. This is the only thing I can put it down to. I wanted a bit more action. Or yeah. I wasn't interested in this relationship. I can only tell you that I was wrong. This is a great yeah, episode. It is. It is. It's truly in the spirit of uh, Tales of Unexpected. Yeah. And the, the twist isn't that he's killed his wife and somehow he gets caught. The twist is that he's killed the wrong person and she's realised. <laughs> and it's brilliant. It's absolutely. He's got brilliant. his just desserts. He's he? just, just deserves. Now then, um, that, uh, and again, uh, wonderful to talk about. We've gone on for a bit with that one, but uh, that's okay because it was a good one. Rob, we usually finished our episodes with a, uh, a hard... An indication of what's to come. But can we just, before we do that, can we just go right. back to why this episode may have been called a harm... What is it? Something. A harmless vanity. A harmless vanity. What do you think it was? Yeah. Why? Well... The, the fact that um, she uh, glamorises herself, I, I thought that must be the, the vanity link. And in her doing that was harmless, but the twist is it turned out that it wasn't. So I thought, um, oh. You're right. I think it obviously has something to do with the fact that it's about looks. Yeah. Um, and so the harmless bit... A bit here, I don't know. It, yeah, it saved a bacon. That. Do it, culinary rare saved a bacon, and that should be L'Oreal's. Well, yeah. That should be their new strapline: is that dye your hair, you could save your life. Save your bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save your bacon, dye your hair. Dye your hair. <laughs> because, and they we'll, say, have you got any any reasons for that? And they say, yes. Well, there is a, a nice documentary on why this could happen. Twenty five minutes later, every woman in the the world is is the opposite of what their hair once was. <laughs> To be honest, the guy with the Mohican is also going to stand out. You could get rid of that. I can't grow the stuff for that. I suppose I could get rid of my beard, uh, which is is taking a nice uh, growth at the moment. Right, okay. Next is, next on the, uh, uh, to be recorded, is something called 
death can add death can add or death can add (laughs) death can add which is a story about alan who's an auditor in a city investment firm and he's approached by someone uh, who's another member of the firm and asked him to cover up his use of company money for a price he agrees but Someone's secretary and girlfriend are ignorant to the arrangement. That so is a that massive description. Mysterious, it, isn't it? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It usually gives you a oh, there's a chicken and a fox. What could go wrong? And uh, but this one's <laughs> quite detailed. So let's see what happens there then. Yeah, and in that one we've got Jan Francis. <gasps> Lovely uh, Jan Francis. Yeah, was she? Was it her? Uh, who was she? Was she with the one who was part of an odd couple or something? With Paul Nicholas or something. She was, then, no, it would was... Would they get together? Yeah, wouldn't they it, get together? It was that, but it wasn't called Odd Couple. It was called... Um, good Friends. Just Good Friends. Just Good that's Friends. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lovely Jan Francis. So that, that, that's her. Yeah. Let's leave them there, wanting more, although we've said it all right now, <laughs> uh, and enjoy the rest of our Fridays, Rob. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in, I should say, and thanks for Rob for being there to help <laughs> me do this bit. Um Rob, anything else from you? No, that's it. That's it from me. I'm, I'm, my mouth's drying up now. I've drunk all my drinks, so it's probably time for me to go. <laughs> let's, let's get our mouths wet, said the bishop to the young actress. Okay, I'll see you next time, Rob. Bye bye now. See you. See you then. Bye bye. The tales of the old